Welcome back once again to the Chipman Brothers Tangent. Hope everybody out there has been doing well over the past month. Um, I'm Chris. I'm Bob. And as always, we are the Chipman Brothers. Um, wanted to start uh, apologizing to everybody first. We were hitting a good stride on these, and then uh, life gets in the way, or life finds a way. No, that <laughs> But life, yeah. life gets in the way, and um, my work schedule's been crazy about the last month um but uh we're back we're doing this so um uh how about you bob how you been i am okay i am okay i am getting by getting by getting by getting by hmm all right well speaking of getting by um today i took a day off from work and the wife and the little kid and our aunt karen and our mom um we went out uh to the um, Massachusetts Public Health Museum. The Massachusetts Public Health Museum. Yeah, um, which, uh, you know, being from Massachusetts and being on the East Coast, where, uh, you know, a lot of the medical breakthroughs of the past hundred years happened, um, basically this place has culminated all the leftover crap from all the mental health facilities and everything that closed. And they have okay. it, they have it in an old building at the Tuxbury Hospital, um, which is strangely filled with old, dilapidated buildings that they, one, aren't blocking you from accessing, two, are still using the parking lots of, and three, are really horrifyingly dangerous looking. Like, you could just walk into them. And another thing that was really strange is the buildings had doors on them with, like, wheelchair access signs and everything that looked like they had been used in the last 10 years. But the, uh -huh. bu but the buildings look like something from, like, a nuclear fallout town. It's really strange. Another thing that was weird uh -huh. is that people were leaving, like, pet beds and pet food and stuff in front of this place. And when you looked in, it looked like people had been setting up beds and stuff for, like, homeless pets to live. Okay. Is all very strange, um, but cool cool thing that we found out when we were there. Aside from you know, it goes through polio and smallpox and tuberculosis. So our mother was you know just in her in heaven. You know, yeah. She, she 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 said, "Oh my God, you have a room on polio and tuberculosis." Yeah. And we were like, "Oh God." <laughs> she enjoys that stuff a little too much. Right. Um, but the the women loved her, and you know uh, it was cool. But uh. They had a mortician's dossier, like a philodex or a, like um, one of the things like in the library in Ghostbusters where they would have kept Dewey Decimal things, you know, which is yes. one of those type of filing things that was used in the movie Shutter Island. Mm -hmm. They borrowed it from this museum. I thought that was kind of cool. And also the uh, Stephen King show Castle Rock that's coming out on Hulu, they filmed mm -hmm. a large portion of it at this place. Okay, all right. Which was also kind of cool. So that is that is cool. Yeah. So we did a history adventure day that ended up having something to do with geeky film stuff. There was also an iron lung. Yeah. Okay. In there, which is creepiest, even creepier in person than they than they seem like they are in the movies. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. So that was today. Okay. What, what did you do today? Uh well, I I edited video and slept and then woke up and went to uh, to see Annihilation, a screening of Annihilation, which you... I, I think the the I think comes out on Friday. Yeah, I think, the, is the that... Rotten Tomatoes broke out all their reviews, so I guess... Yeah, okay. Is that a... Is that, is that, that's a Netflix thing, right? No, I think that's coming to theaters. Well, is it both, though? It could be. It's the guy that did Ex Machina, right? Yeah, right, Alex Garland. Yeah. Right. yeah. Is it good? Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought it was uh, very solid. Uh, okay, so I guess it is in theaters. I I could have sworn that this was uh, one of those things that Netflix had bought, but uh, it is it is not. Huh. But uh, so so uh, I I may be wrong about that, but uh, it it will be in theaters, and uh, I thought it was uh, it was interesting. Uh, you know, I I really like Ex Machina. I don't know if it's as good as Ex Machina was, but it's it's bizarre. You know, it's it's a. Uh, it's un it's a it's an unusual I, I don't really know how how one would would describe it 
because it's you know it's it's sort of a monster movie and also sort of not and also sort of a, like a you know sci-fi alien kind of thing is going it, is on. Is it but kind of in like the split genre? Not not really, not really because like Split is it's Gooey. like Split's a, well no Split is a very straightforward you know like what it says on the label kind of science fiction movie. It's just kind of gross and squicky in ways that other movies like that don't typically go in that particular direction, but it's otherwise, it's a pretty straight narrative. This is, it's a non-linear net. I assume you've seen trailers or something for this. Yeah, it's, it looks uh, awesome. I'm, yeah, I'm actually pretty psyched about it. Yeah, I mean, it's a non-linear narrative, you know, so it's, it's you know, told a little bit out of sequence with flashback structures and things because you're supposed to be looking at things and saying, oh, okay, but that's different now, so this means something else happened, and that's where, okay. Uh, but it's main, but it's also mainly about, like, there's this force field around, like, a swamp in Florida, and they keep sending, like, soldiers in, and they don't come back, and there's, uh, depending on how many other movies like this you've seen, you'll probably figure out, you know, more or less what is going on before, you know, it's, it's half over. But on the other hand, it's... You know, unlike Ex Machina, which is pretty much what it is advertised to be, this is is that sort of thing. It, it's kind of in that, uh, it's in that sort of Solaris sort of zone where oh, it's okay, okay. You know, you know, it's a science fiction movie, and the the sci fi premise is playing out, and it makes sense and plays fair and is logical, but it's like that's not the point of the thing. The point of the thing is like like in Solaris, the fact that there's, you know, the 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 brain planet is making copies of things based on your memories is what's going on, but the movie isn't about the fact that that's going on. It's about that as a metaphor for not being able to let go of memories and such. Uh, so, and, and this is, hey, there's, you know, a big glowy force field around part of Florida, and if you go in, there's, you know, you know, mutating monsters and plants and animals and things that you're, are going to try to get you, and, you know, maybe something's trying to get out or, or some such, it, that I don't want to say too much about it, but that's the stuff that's in the trailer. Yeah. But it's not really about that, so it's, it's not like that's the, like, the, like the, Solving the the problem of what's going on there is not the climax of the movie. Oh, okay, cool. You, you know, what I mean, it's more of a, it's, I guess it, it it's in sort of a controversy thing, kind of floating around it right now because uh, the it, it's a trilogy of books at this point. Uh, I forget what the other ones are called or what the series is called, but it's this trilogy of sci-fi novels of which this is the first one. Uh, and they, before anyone knew that it was necessarily going to be a trilogy, they bought the rights and they cast Natalie Portman and Oscar Isaac and, you know, several other actors. Uh, and then the author continued the series and the way that it's written, uh, the way that the characters are written, it's not really big on descriptions of people. Uh, so then in the second book, it just kind of is mentioned casually that a couple of the people they've cast as white people in this movie are actually uh, Asian. Oh, all right. So there, so it's kind of an oops, you know. So so now these you know ma major characters apparently um, are are you know cast with actors who are decidedly not what they are in the books, and it's become kind of a thing. But uh, the, but the movie is uh, is actually very good. I I really liked it. I think. Uh, they're kind of selling it as more of a conventional kind of creature movie, and I, I think, uh, you know, I, I think a lot, a lot of people are going to walk out of the theater kind of pissed. They really are. It's just, do you think it's going to be really pissed in the Starship Troopers vein? Or no, no, because no. because no. I, I, at the age we were when that came out, I was so happy to both get a Paul Verhoeven movie and also kind of get you know what they were selling, kind of all yeah. merged into one. But I think a lot of people were really angry that they got a Paul Verhoeven movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I, it's not like that because I think like the the trailers are showing you, you know, hey, there's a force field around this part of Florida and we've got to send in these chicks with machine guns uh, and they're going to, you know, shoot up, uh, you know, and, and there's monsters and, you know, you, you get the trailer and you get, oh, hey, Natalie Portman's fighting a mutant alligator with a machine gun. This is going to be, you know, fucking sweet. And that is in the movie, but the movie isn't like about that you know what i mean right so so you know i think that 
it's not really designed to leave you, you know, like charged up. Interesting. You know, like, like, yeah, it's it's not. Uh, I'm trying to like. It, it's basically if if there had been some kind of contrived reason for there to be two very brief. Uh, sort of like uh, laser gun fights in Solaris, but otherwise Solaris was the exact same movie. I, I understand. And, but but the but the but they trailer only sold you the laser had, gun fights. Yeah, well, but the trailer had only had you know George Clooney shooting a laser at something, and then people went, and the movie is not about George Clooney shooting people with lasers. It's about him getting over depression about the suicide of his wife via uh, the the planet making copies of people. Holy shit. Okay. So it, so a little bit like that. I thought it was interesting. You know, the the monster stuff that's in there is is really good. You know, so like when when the stuff is there, it's uh, it's just a little bit like you could very easily have made have taken the premise that's going on here and kind of made it into a more conventional sort of creature thing, and they don't really do that. You know, it's uh, huh. I. I almost wish I. I. I kind of wish more people remembered the movie Evolution because I could kind of more or less perfectly describe it by saying it's a really, really serious version of that. Oh, okay, okay. I, I think I see what you're pitching there. I love the shit out of Evolution. Yeah, no, that's a that that, that that's a terrific movie. That was. Uh, I ha- I have a feeling that if that if we were able to ask, no one listening remembers this movie. Well, <laughs> but uh, write to us and tell us if you remember Evolution. <laughs> no, this was this was David Duchovny, Orlando I hate Jones, Julianne Moore. My father sleeps in a cell. He only gets to drink <laughs> bread and water every day. I'm sorry, <laughs> I couldn't bring myself to give him that paper anything more than a D minus. Or the how do you know that? You don't know anything. Yeah, Th- that could that be the last good movie Ivan Reitman made? Or or is, um, or is my Super X girlfriend kind of considered at least half okay? No, because he did Draft Day a couple a couple years back, oh, and I know a lot of... Yeah, I know Draft Day was really good. Yeah, I know a lot of people dislike that movie for some reason. I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. I think Evolution, what people... what I didn't forget, but what I think a lot of people forget is they feel like Evolution is ripping off Men in Black. You know, I got that from a lot yeah, of people, and yeah. it's like, no, dude, what you don't understand is it, it, it's like an analogy, right? You know, Ghostbusters is to Men in Black, and then Ghostbusters is by the guy that fucking wrote and directed. I mean, Evolution, the guy who wrote and directed Ghostbusters. So you can't really yeah. have any of them without the other. You know, and I, I think Evolution was was great. You and I saw that opening day, and and no one yeah. else did. Yeah, no one was in the theater for that. No, it's uh, it's it's it, it's it's Ghostbusters, but for aliens. Basically, yeah. it's 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 very much trying to launch a Ghostbusters esque uh, kind of like franchise thing, and it didn't really get there. But uh, it and, it actually plays pretty funny. And they got amazing. Um, what almost if you had stuck it in kind of the the years of the Will Ferrell, Adam McKay, um, improvy type movies yeah. which Ghostbusters wasn't you know Ghostbusters is very scripted but starring SNL type people Evolution you, you had um, you had Stifler um, yep. Sean William Scott Sean William Scott and David Duchovny and Julianne Moore yeah. and um, um, oh and uh, Make 7 Up Yours um, Orlando Jones and Orlando Jones all doing what seemed it was it wasn't like the kind of comedy that Ghostbusters had. This movie was really slapstick. It was like Looney Tunes. Yes. Yeah. 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 And Julianne Moore with all their Pratt Falls. Yeah. Oh, I loved the hell out of that movie. Yeah, no, it's a it's a good movie. It's it's a big dumb bag of movie, but I, I love yeah. it. Yeah. Blue Monkey. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's I what I remember about that is, is that that was uh one of and this almost never happens with with genre movies is that that was sold as a serious screenplay. They sold as, it as, well even the trailers sold it kind of like Independence Day. Well cuz they cuz they were t- they were taking the piss, you know. Yeah. But like like the the screenplay for that was written as this was a a serious sci-fi horror movie about a meteorite full of alien DNA that hits a small town and is, you know, the 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 alien life forms are gradually evolving into more complex life forms as it goes. And you can see that that you could make a, a pretty good serious sci-fi movie out of that. And instead, they said, "Okay, but what if it's funny?" And, right, and, and that was the movie. It, it it's yeah, it, it's like an even more ridiculous Tremors. Yeah, um, yeah, that's yeah, that that's 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 about right. Bob, I don't think saying words like "caca caca" and "tookie tookie" 
are gonna work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is just, oh my god, that's a I, I hadn't thought of evolution in so long. Yeah, that's a pretty good movie. I, I, I feel like that's something that if it was in more regular rotation on like the sci fi channel or something, people would see that and go, Oh hey, this was good. Well Duchovny was fantastic in and yeah, that's no, something he, that he, like you can't say that all the time. You no, know? you can't. He was fantastic in that movie. <laughs> oh yeah. man. Have you have you tried to watch the 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 new X Files? The, the they they've brought the X Files back it twice. Yeah, they did like a season of it and it was back, and then they did a uh, a new one that they're in. I think right now that is either still going or on hiatus or something. And I think people liked the first season and are not thrilled with the second. I haven't seen any of it. I, I yeah, I, I thought they just had a movie. Yeah, that was a no. while ago. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a long time ago. But I mean the. You know, the X Files was one of those things that was the, it was the hugest deal in the '90s because they're doing you know all they're about all oh, aliens and conspiracies and wow and this is on like a network and it really seemed like it was going somewhere and then you get about like four seasons into the X Files and you realize oh oh no wait this is this is a regular episodic TV show they they have no idea where this is actually going which is a shame because when it was good it was great it was it was you know the thing is is that the X Files episodes that are the uh, you know, what what would now be called filler episodes of, of a TV show, you know, that were not part of the ongoing mythology of the X-Files, really hold up, and all of the episodes that are about the X-Files with, you know, Fox's missing sister and the aliens yeah, and the black and the, goop. and the men in black and all that, yeah. yeah. All, all of that sucks. Like, like, going back and, like, seeing reruns of the X-Files, all of the, uh... It doesn't hold the, up. Yeah, all the mythology stuff is is just dog shit. But, like, the one-offs, you know, where it's, uh, oh, hey, we gotta stop this virtual reality video game. It's killing people. Oh, hey, there's a... There's or a, um, was um, it, what was the, the, the fire starter ghost that showed up a few times? Oh, uh, yeah, the... That, uh, the no, was those that, were always good episodes. Yeah, or the, or the dude who, like, he was... He could, like, go invisible, but he wasn't actually invisible. He just, like had a, a, a natural sense of where people's blind spots were and could always stand in them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. see, see or there the, was some clever shit going on. They just... They, yeah, 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 I wasn't mad. Oh, like the, 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 the cannibal incest family? Yep. Yeah, that was a good one. That was, that was yeah, a weird home, show. That's it. Yeah, yeah, the X-Files, the X-Files was, was good. When the X-Files wasn't the X-Files, it was a really good show. Yeah. When it was when it was just like the Twilight Zone, you know, and but like with these same two people who'd show up and continue to be surprised about weird stuff, even though that's the only shit they ever got assigned to. <laughs> Didn't do you remember? Was it yeah. Fox that had that show? And, and uh-huh. I remember this. Sh- I remember the show being good, but I remember it. I think it was kind of ahead of its time, or or they, or where they had it, the slot they had it in was more for like an X Files type show, but it was much more thinky. But, but uh-huh. I, I'm, when, before I get to the name, I remember this show for being the first network television show to jump the um, widescreen shark and uh-huh. go and go. We're going to project this with bars on the top and the bottom, and it pissed like everybody's dad off. You know yeah. what I mean? That didn't. Yeah. It was space above and beyond. Do you remember that show? I do. I do. It was only on for one season. Right. Yeah, I, was, I don't even remember something. if it was good. I was young. You know, it was all right. It was all right. It was it was kind of it was it was like Wing Commander in space. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, so well, that Wing is... Commander, but it was it was a Wing Commander as a TV show. Yeah. That, okay. I, yeah. I remember that. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was it was basically like a Starship Trooper show, but instead of being on the alien planets, they were like fighting in dogfights. There was for for the, for those of you who are under the age of thirty. Uh, the the there was a, this whole long long period. Uh, when Star Wars wasn't coming out with new movies, and yes. the and and Star Trek, you know the movies weren't good for the most part. Oh yeah, this was in the um, this was the post First Contact. Yeah, right. Because they did they did uh um, they did the terrible one where Patrick Stewart and Captain Kirk were together, and then they made up for it with First Contact, and then they just yeah. sucked after that. Yeah, that yeah. <laughs> but no, there was there there was this long period where. Star Wars wasn't having new movies, and it was still prohibitively expensive to do space movies and whatnot. So, 
every couple of months, someone would try to launch a new, you know, action military in space kind of show or something. And they would all come out and they'd get this huge push, this huge bandwagon, like, yes, this is big military sci-fi on TV, yeah. And, and then they wouldn't last because they would only do just okay and it would be too much to, to play. It was basically, it wasn't until Battlestar Galactica that, that like, you know, big sci-fi went big on TV again. But, like, every couple of years there would be a Space Above and Beyond well, or Earth 2 or uh, or something like that. The one that kind of broke the mold and strain, or, or was different was, I think, before the rehash of Battlestar Galactica, but wasn't in space, but could have been easily with Sequest, right? Sequest, Sequest was strangely that, did yeah. really well, but then like did really well for like a blip and then just petered off. Well, yeah, right? well, Sequest very nakedly said it's Star Trek, but we're underwater. Oh, and it had the kid from Sidekicks that killed himself. Yeah, oh, that oh that's a shame. Yeah, Sequest was. Uh... I'm sorry. No, sorry. Why did I just think about a Chuck Norris movie? Anyway, <laughs> well, no, it's a no. Sequest for again for those of you who have never uh, heard of Sea. This is something that someone's going to reboot at some point. I can almost guarantee. Oh, it. Like, but that you can't do it without Scheider. Yeah, Roy Scheider was in it, and he was like the captain of the Sequest, and, and it was, was this awesome. Like, and it was the underwater Enterprise, and uh, they ha it was it, it, it was doing that thing where they had a an otherwise fairly, you know, serious four-network television sci-fi show where they're underwater doing underwater stuff, and they also had, like, a talking dolphin. Yeah, they did, and only the kid they, could talk to it, or or something. Well the, the, well, well, the kid was the trainer, yeah. and, uh, and and the he had done that a thing so that... weird. When when the dolphin talked, it would it would make dolphin noises, and then the the computer would play what the dolphin had said because it was, like, translating... And it was, uh, but it never really had. It was just like you know, you know, Darwin. Why did the dolphins go back to the sea? Dolphins swim, <laughs> and, it, and it was, and it was always supposed to be really profound. But uh, yeah, it uh, it was it was a show, and I'm pretty sure they put Sequest in space for like a season, and I don't remember what the logic there was. Yes, since it was James Cameron, did they ever stumble upon? Like do do like a cross universe with um the abyss? No. Did they ever stumble upon the abyss aliens? Because that would have been kind of cool. No, they didn't do the abyss. Mm, that would have been kind of cool. Sequest. So man, we're we're going deep. We could talk about sliders. Yeah. Remember sliders. Yeah. It was like uh, quantum leap. Oh Jesus. <laughs> I I did. I, I guess we're far enough out. I gotta say the way that show ended was pretty awesome. <laughs> pe 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 remember that people bitch about shows not like imagine if Lost had actually had the balls to, you know, pull off an ending like Sliders. I don't even remember who was on this. It could have been uh, the cast of Party of Five for all I know. It was Jerry O'Connell's show. There we go. And, this and was so supposed to be Jerry O'Connell's big show, the, the AK also known as the Fat Kid from Stand by Me. Right. So, so they got they're you know jumping through time and space and whatever and going through alternate universes. But do you remember how this ended? Uh, we should probably mention for, again, because this is something that, I mean, people didn't watch Sliders when Sliders was on. I did. It was it was just in that Fox time slot where, <laughs> you know, it, you were, like, sci-fi shows did really well on Fox, or, or rather got to run for a really long time on Fox because Fox's, like, seal, uh, basement for ratings was so low other than The Simpsons. Yeah, you they, know, you well, could, they like, still had The Simpsons and Married with Children at that point. Well, right, yeah, but other other than those shows, no one really watched Fox. They, yeah. they didn't have they didn't really have like big shows. So if you could you know keep your budget down, you could run for years and years and years as a sci fi show on fucking Fox. And so I, I don't know. Basically, S Sliders was the premise of the show was Jerry O'Connell was a boy genius scientist uh, who had discovered uh, the multiverse. The, the idea that there are uh, a, a seemingly infinite number of universes identical to the one we have, but where different things have happened so history can be a little bit different or radically different or something like that. And he in, had invented this device that would let him open portals and jump between these alternate universes. 
uh, through some mechanism that I forget, he and three other people, uh, I believe it's like his his ex-girlfriend, uh, another, I think he was a historian played by John Rhys Davis. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and yep. and uh, yeah, Gimli and Sala and, and a dozen other famous classic character act roles. And a, uh, a, a guy who was uh, a, a black actor who was a... He he was an ex musician. Yes. Oh, so, he, yep, he was like yep, the, yep. He, he was he was supposed to be in like a, the guy from the Four Tops or something, and they would every every week basically they would be in another universe, and you know the the budget saving premise of the show was no no they're in the same place they were in they're still in his town you're still gonna see the same you know handful of of extras and actors again and again but in this world it's the the Soviet Union won the Cold War yeah, yeah, yeah. or 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 this is wizard universe or pirate universe or uh, they they went to um, Oh god! They they went to the universe where there were more there were like more women than men because of a of, of an outbreak and like you know women had immediately become a fascist state yep. or uh, something like that. Yep. So it, it it was really silly. And I'm uh, really this surprised was on Joss Whedon forever. didn't make this show. Of course, he was probably twelve when they were making this. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> or no, he so, was yeah, probably it, writing Speed when they made this. Yeah this this was some goofy ass shit, man. Well, all I remember was you know. All, all of these shows try to have a happy ending, you know, or, yeah. or have a Lost-style ending or a Soprano-style ending. And I like that this show had the balls to just be dark. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it dark and kind of like an M. Night Shyamalan. This, this would have been an M. Night Shyamalan movie ending, right? But um, You're right. So, so they they're, the whole point of the show is, after all, they're trying to get back because they realize yeah. they're screwing with stuff and things are getting messed up. And he wants to get back to the original universe he came from to make sure mm-hmm. everything isn't screwed up. And... He gets there and is walking up to his house and pushes the fence, and the fence doesn't squeak. And so he's like, oh, this can't be right, and they go and jump, and then the dad comes out and goes, honey, I fixed the fence. Was that actually the last episode? I think, I think that was the last. The... No, I thought that was the final episode of the show. No, that... I don't think so, because that was because re... I, I remember watching that one, and that was when, because it was like on at the time, we were still like uh, like watching it. Maybe and, that, like, regular... that might have been the last episode I watched. Yeah, no, because be. I mean, you and you and I stopped watching it. I think before, because after a while, they like they they got rid of a bunch of the other supporting characters, and he like brought new people along with him. Which oh you, you, yeah 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 yeah. Because I mean, Sliders was on for uh, was on for years and years, and then eventually there was like a race of alien monsters that were also uh, seeing them, like, following them through that could also jump between dimensions. And yes, I, I, I want, shit. I want to, I want to say there was a bad slider, just like there was an evil leaper for a little while on Quantum Leap. Yeah, when this show was at least passably fun, it was, like, yeah. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure fun. And when, right. it, was, and when it was bad, it was, uh, not good. <laughs> right. So we got to sliders somehow. Was there any other weird Fox shows we could talk about? Because... We're tapping into an interesting uh, time period. Right. I just looked it up, and it was correct. Uh, Sliders lasted five seasons, and season five ended on a uh, a cliffhanger and uh, never resolved itself. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So that'll be coming back soon. Did you ever, did you, did you ever end up uh, seeing the uh, the last episode of Quantum Leap? No. Qu- Quantum Leap and ended weird. Quantum Leap. Uh, it he he doesn't get back. By the way. You know, spoiler for the, the well, series of one. Yeah, okay. Because because he couldn't, but there there's this whole business where he has to stop the evil leaper from going through, and it like the last season of Quantum Leap really leans hard into the idea that even though it's a science fiction show, what's going on? Because he keeps being dropped into places where he has to fix something that went wrong in time that that should have been righted. Yep. And and the the last season leans really hard on the idea that like God himself is involved in this, and oh, that that's, that Sam is not simply you know an accident of science that he is somehow an instrument of God. It, it it's very strange stuff. So the insane clown posse did. Yeah, but, yeah, this, sort of. The whole yeah. time this was about God. <laughs> oh God, the Doc Carnival's Jesus, yo. Magnets. How the fuck do they work? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. 
Oh. Anyway, so, so uh, we we yeah. just lost a whole bunch of viewers. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. No, no, pe- people remember that this this stuff. They go, oh shit, old TV shows, dude. Did you see? Uh, ne- I forgot this was happening, but uh, Netflix dropped a, tr- a trailer for that. There said since Netflix is just buying all kinds of stuff now. Uh, they they picked up a. Uh, they're doing a, another sci-fi show uh, because uh, you know altered carbon and everything else did really well for them. Uh huh. Yeah, so they they redid Lost in Space. No shit. No, for real, for real, and like, it looks like, really whoa, good. Whoa, they, they redid as in it's coming out, and there's things I can watch. Yeah, there's a trailer for uh, the Netflix show called Lost in Space, and it's okay. Lost in Space again. Answer me this: Does yeah. the guy from Friends have anything to do with it? Uh, no, Matt LeBlanc is not in this. Good. Okay, and even though I like him, um, is um the guy who actor I really like, whose name is shutting down. Nominated for an Oscar this year. Come on, Chris. Gary Oldman? Is Gary Oldman anywhere near this? Uh, no, Because actually, I will never um, forgive him for that. <laughs> no, uh, the doc- Dr. Smith is a woman in this version. It's Parker Posey as Dr. Smith. Okay, uh, so I, I need to watch this. This yeah, sounds no, it's fantastic. A yeah, it's... Uh, hold on. Let me pull up a cast here. It's uh, So, Toby Stevens is John Robinson. He was okay. uh, he was Captain Flint on Black Sails. Yep, yep. I've, I've seen that. That's yeah, that's uh, a solid show. Uh, Molly Parker is Maureen Robinson. She was on uh, House of Cards. Okay. And uh, she was a- Alma on Deadwood. Okay. Uh, Ignacio Sericcio is uh, Don West. Uh, he's uh, from... Okay, he's he's on... Uh, oh, he's a- a- Alejandro Chavez on The Young and the Restless. So if anyone who watches The Young and the Restless is uh, watching, uh, watching, listening to this podcast, that was, uh, that was him. Cool. Uh, I think he was on Bones as well. Uh, Taylor Russell is Judy Robinson. She's new. She she hasn't really been in uh, almost anything. And uh, the kid from uh, oh the, the little kid from Sense Eight is uh, is Will Robinson. Oh, all right. So they got a yeah. they got a cast that 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 should be really cool. Yeah, it looks really. I mean, they they don't really show you anything in the trailer other other than than telling you, know, you they made Lost in Space. Yeah. Well, they they're, they're getting in a spaceship and they're talking about how the world is polluted and they need to go find stuff. And then there's you know, a, you know, cut to the Netflix logo and danger, Will Robinson, danger. So you know, it's uh, you know, some some business like that. So they they have not revealed what uh, what the what the robot is. Huh. But uh, I like what I'm hearing here. Got got some other stuff going on. Cool. But uh, yeah, this this is uh, this is lost in space. It looks uh, looks pretty good. I like I like Doctor Smith as uh, Par- uh, Parker Posey for Doctor Smith. And I was thinking like, so wait, is is Parker po- is, is Doctor Smith's you know interesting relationship with with Will going Just gonna to get like, even weirder? Well, going to still be a thing on the show because like I'm sure the show was always very innocent about it, but it was. Oh it, no, it dude! Was, he was totally it, that like pederast school teacher. It, it was, was not cool. Well, right, but Jonathan Harris never played him like that. He 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 he, play, he never like constantly played him like he just played him as this weird whiny guy. And you know the show would pair him off with the kid because it was funny for you know the the chicken shit coward to be the adult. Yeah, it's true. You know, but no, but the, in the only publicity still that they found of Parker Posey is that she's like very weirdly like coming up behind the kid, like holding him by the shoulders. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, so this is this this that we're we're still right here. Someone this is this it. is. This is definitely still lost in space. Awesome. So, so yeah, so that's a thing. Wow. Yeah. Lost in space. Mm. So, uh, <laughs> I guess um, we should deal with the elephant in the room, because I think the last time we recorded, um, we were uh, anticipating that, you know, local sports team... Would, um, ah, would, yes. would win the Super Bowl. <laughs> How about that local sports team? How about team? local sports team? I enjoy eating sausages and drinking beer and watching local sports team. Go, sports <laughs> team! Would you like some charred flesh of mammal? <laughs> oh, so good. Anyway, yeah, so, uh, okay. Dude, they never make the Coneheads movie today like they did back then. Parental units. I love the Coneheads movie. I don't give a shit. No. No, the Coneheads movie was pretty good, but remember the whole the whole movie is is all about like you know like them being immigrants and the government like trying to like kick them out and the the the, the border control guys are the bad guys. Oh yeah, that like Coneheads was like super woke at the time. 
and then they get back to their planet and fight the um, awesome claymation monster. I love yeah. that that movie still existed at a time when that was a cheaper um, alternative. Wait, a yeah. cheaper alternative. That that made me so happy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and since we just glanced by, yeah, the Pats lost the Super Bowl. Fuck you. I don't yeah. care. Well, yeah, well, the Pats well, lost. <laughs> if you're, if, if you're from Philadelphia, you deserve it. Good job. Yeah, the, the, That's all the I Eagles, got. Look, the Eagles were due. Look, I love – No, they this, played – no, the Eagles kicked our ass. Yeah. They were awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, the, the the thing you have to square as as a Boston sports fan is that the Patriots are an amazing team. They they win all the time. Belichick is is one of the coaches of the century. Brady might be the greatest quarterback to ever play the position. He might actually be the 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 best that's that's ever been. He's certainly the winningest. They are the villains. Oh, they are absolutely. The vi- they, they, they are the villains we're, we're, of the NFL. We're, we're, we're the Yankees, and I don't think our—I don't think we have—I don't think we enjoy um, understanding that. Yeah. So you know, it's like I'm—I I wish that they had won, just because I'm from here, and it would be cool but and whatnot. Ma- but like they've—the Patriots have banked an awful lot of karma to to do the fall. You know, like if if I don't think this will be the case, but if Tom Brady turns out to be one of those guys who just doesn't know when to hang it up and continues playing well into the point when he sucks and no one wants to tell him and it gets embarrassing, he will have earned every minute of that. Oh, yeah. We, we love you, Tom. <clears throat> you're, you're, you, you, I mean, you know, perfect spiral. Awesome. Good job. You're kind of a douche. Oh, big time. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that because of the frosted tips. No, no, no. He, but he, he owns the douche. I mean, he lives the douche. You're you know almost I mean? 40, you know. Yeah. But, okay. But yeah, no, Philadelphia won fair and square, and they, they yeah. deserve it. And if you're listening from there and you're actually from Philadelphia, you can gloat all you want. If you're not from there, no, nah, just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a hell of a game, though. Um, yeah. I, I, I do like that um, Justin Timberlake decided to not even attempt to pretend um, mm-hmm. that a halftime show is an actual performance. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love the hell out of that guy. He can dance. Um, mm-hmm. But... Um, yeah, I don't even think he was mulch was really moving, um, but, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I didn't watch it yet, but they they decided to release a Cloverfield movie on Netflix. Oh uh, yeah, like right after the Super Bowl. That was interesting marketing. The Cloverfield paradox. Yes, Bob. It's it's a paradox, and we paradox it's a paradox. I really like <laughs> Ten Cloverfield Lane, so I don't really care what else they've done. That movie. Yeah, yeah, that was good. I actually really like both of those movies. I'm getting the distinct impression that eventually Cloverfield, if they keep on doing this, is going to be a thing that we get really sick of, and we have to keep reminding ourselves that you know one of them is really good and John Goodman's in it. No, two, two, dude. Matt Reeves made the first one. J- take yeah, the, J- yeah, Matt Reeves take did, the Abrams did the first away from one. it. Cloverfield is awesome. Cloverfield is awesome for like twenty minutes, and sure. and 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 then there's the rest of Cloverfield. Okay, sure. I disagree, but sure. All Ken right, Cloverfield Lane is a far superior film, but yes, it's, uh, it's it's superior to a lot of films in its genre. I agree. <laughs> so that's and it's it's all Goodman all the time. So speaking of things with John Goodman, yeah. Um, so we talk a lot about you know, or we have talked a lot even off of this podcast about you know how we we've got you know these Marvel movies which we'll talk about in a bit that are showing that you can take genre filmmaking and make it better and make it more than it was before and bring in good directors and this and that. Um, but when is that not necessarily what you need? You know, when is yeah. it when is it that when you had a genre where you could have a big, dumb movie but make it really friggin' well? You yeah. know, like, like, for instance, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park is a really great movie, but it's yeah. Spielberg making a really great B-movie. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Jurassic Park at its roots is it wants to show you big dinosaurs doing big dinosaur things. That's, yeah, you know, that's, what, stri- I, that's what I enjoyed about Jurassic World. Right, yeah. Jurassic World is nowhere near the movie Jurassic Park is, but it remembered that first and foremost, the dinosaurs have to be awesome and the peril has to be awesome. Yeah. And, and I love that about it. And if the second one gives me more of that, great. But... I believe in the digital age, I have seen probably one of the greatest big monster <laughs> movies. As 
that really touched into the originals. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, like, for instance, I like the new Godzilla movie. But the new Godzilla movie made a mistake in thinking that it could be a character-driven movie and Godzilla's going to show up at the end. Now, when Godzilla shows up, Godzilla's amazing. Yeah. It's some of, some of the best Godzilla we've had on screen in a very long time. Yeah. But the rest of the movie kind of fell a little flat. The actors mm-hmm. weren't all that great. The script wasn't all that great. It was passable, but there wasn't a lot going on to drive it. The movie tried to be thinky, and it didn't really work. Right, yeah. Peter Jackson's King Kong movie, I still freaking love, even though it's very, very, very into the era and the filmmaking style that he's going for. Kong, you know, they don't even get to the island till an hour and 45 minutes into the movie or whatever, but I love the shit out of it. That movie yeah. is still one of my favorite King Kong movies. But I think the most big, giant, monster, impressive, just badass, giant monster movie that I've seen in a really long time is Kong Skull Island. And it took me a yeah. long time to see it. Our mutual <laughs> took you friend, a long time to reveal what movie you were talking about. Yes. Well, I mean, I wanted to leave you in suspense, Bob. <laughs> um, our fr- mutual friend Tim and Corinne gave it to me for um, Christmas, and I finally yeah. got it. And... Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everything was working on overhead. That movie had it it had like a like an awesome like seventies, eighties action movie, like grisly but overly stylized vibe to it. Yeah. The monsters were unfriggin' believable but had they had personality, you know what I mean? They, the the actors there were way too many of them, but they were all having a hell of a lot of fun. John Goodman again, just being John Goodman and being friggin' awesome. Yeah. Um, Samuel L. Jackson, speaking of Jurassic Park, pulling out a hold onto your butts at one point in this fucking killed yeah. me. Um, man, uh, and John C. Riley, John C. Riley, who's still proving to be like he, he's kind of in that you know that Zach Galifianakis thing where you forget. Oh yeah, this guy can actually kind of act. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Riley had a very fine line to walk in this movie, you know, being mm-hmm. the downed World War II pilot, but being kind of goofy and, you know, losing his mind in an Apocalypse Now kind of way. But when they end it and have him coming back to his family, that's just yeah. heartbreaking. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, though? Yeah. Like, yeah. people have seen this movie. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm the only one that hasn't seen this movie. But even, <laughs> even Pacific Rim... For as much as I love Pacific Rim, yeah, wasn't quite as just everything for Kong Skull Island is working for Kong Skull Island. the The characters that are derivative are are intentional. the The action scenes, John C. Riley putting his sword away, the fuck the fact that he has the sword of the soldier that he befriended because they had bigger fish to fry is yeah. amazing. Um, I just loved it. It, it felt. It felt like a G.I. Joe movie that we should really have should be directed by this guy. Do you know what I mean? The movie had a kid playing with his action figures logic, and it worked really well. And it broke the fourth wall a lot to laugh at that. Um, The the villains, he goes, John C. Riley's giving the whole background of the island. And he goes, and then there's these really nasty things, skull crawlers. And the lady goes, skull crawlers? No, that's just what I call them. Sounds pretty cool, though, doesn't it? You know what I mean? It's like, all right, yeah. that's now, now that I say it out loud, it doesn't sound cool at all. And it, it just, it has that kind of like silliness and Kong is bigger than Kong has ever been. And I guess they're doing this so he can fight Godzilla. Is that what they're doing? Yeah. Yeah. That will, because I mean, you watch the bonus scene at the end of it, I assume. So yes, yes. Yeah. So, so they have it. It's, this was, they, this is like this big deal that, uh, Legendary and Warner Brothers made so that so that King Kong can be part of this because they know that they uh, they need King Kong versus Godzilla to be one of the the movies. Now, who's making that? Because there's another Godzilla movie being made too that um the guy that made uh, Krampus is making. Uh, yeah, hold on, because I, I have these two confused because I think for a while I was assuming that they were the same movie. Me too, but one of them's a direct sequel to Godzilla. And right. another one is King Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah, it's uh, hold on. Where's the uh, yeah? Okay, so King uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. That's due in 
2019, and uh, that's going to be uh, Michael Doherty. Yeah, I love that guy. I'll see yeah, anything. And, I'll see anything he makes. Right, makes and he happy. did. Uh, he he did Trick or Treat and Krampus, and uh, they're both fantastic. Well, he, yeah, he did Trick or Treat and Krampus are his directed movies, and he and he, uh, he's on. Yeah, he yeah. wrote or worked at some level with a lot of stuff Brian Singer did, but yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Adam Adam Wingard is on uh, King Kong is on King Kong Godzilla. Okay, versus cool. Godzilla, which is they're they're still calling this the monster verse. Oh God! Uh, so I guess like the dark universe. Dark universe. Bob, have you have you seen or heard the dark the dark universe? Dark universe. Oh my God! Russell Crowe <laughs> called me the other day. Told me about the dark universe. The dark universe. Yes, it's dark. Did he call you from Prodigium? He did. This is, Prodigium. <laughs> this is the thing. They they, they do this Prodigium. <laughs> they they do this kind of bullshit in uh, in in Skull Island too. But they did. It's, kind of, they it, did. it's sort of it, it's unobtrusive because it's really, like uh, I mean like for the first half hour John Goodman is in the movie and he's you but know he going sells on, it man he can sell that kind of shit. Yeah, we're from Mo- we're from Monarch and they they just they keep you know hammering home that Monarch is a thing like yeah yeah we're from Monarch. Okay, see, what the hell is Monarch? See, when I, when I heard it, I thought it was just a tie-in to, um, uh, what the fuck? Um, that awesome show. The Venture Brothers? Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. man, is this going to be a Venture Brothers tie-in? This is awesome. No, it is, it is not. They just keep saying, Mon-, I'm like, yeah, Monarch, don't you remember us? We were in that Godzilla movie. Oh, were, <clears throat> were, you, invol- were, were you involved in the last 10 to 15 minutes of that movie? No. Oh, well, then no one remembers you. Oh yeah! No one, no, you're, no one you're remembers. Absolute, you're any, absolutely right. Yeah, no one remembers anything. People, people remember the end of that movie, and they remember let them fight. That, that's it. That's it. Pe- yeah. That's that's. If if he hadn't delivered that line, no one would even remember that that, uh, that he was in the movie. Yeah, I still like it, but Kong Skull Island was way better. Yeah, no, it's Kong, awesome. Kong Skull Island is is just it's it doesn't go five minutes without something awesome happening, and well, sometimes uh, yeah. not even involving the monsters, like just. A visually cool thing like happening. Well, and it's dumb awesome, and and it knows that it kind of has to be. It's like, look, you know, the original King Kong is all symbolic, and there's monsters and Beauty and the Beast and all that. The original Godzilla is, you know, Hiroshima and a bombs and symbolic and and whatnot. This is, you know, big island full of crazy it's, monsters. It's Rambo too. Yeah, it, it's. You know, it's do you know the, what I mean? And not yeah. even just because of the setting. It's that kind of like they want you cheering for this motherfucker. You know what yeah. I mean? Like this. <laughs> No, it, it's the best movie that Doug McClure never made. Yeah, it's it's a big, dumb, and not dumb as in the people making it were dumb. They made great decisions. They intended on yeah. making a big, dumb monster movie. Yeah, it, it's it's you know it's it's the sort of thing where you don't really care that King Kong keeps sneaking up on people, even though he's like 150 feet. Correct. Tall. You don't care. You, uh, you you can have you know. Stare downs between Samuel L. Jackson and King Kong, and not have it be silly, have it be awesome. Yeah, I actually think isn't he just Kong in this? He's just Kong. Is he? It's he Kong. He's not King Kong. He's King yet. around here. Is is what yeah. they say? They never call him King Kong. Right, because I I think even the uh, the movie is officially Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, okay. So it's it's because he's a because diff- it's a different thing. I assume they're going to figure out a reason for him to get significantly bigger. Godzilla. No, got King Kong to to make him as oh, big yeah, as Godzilla. Oh yeah, because Godzilla was fucking huge, and King yeah, Kong God's... was King Kong was huge in this. Right. But... Well, they keep they keep saying that he's he's like young, so I assume he'll be another couple bones, hundred feet tall. The bones of the parents were much bigger than him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Okay. Okay. See, there's logic here. There's logic yeah. here, unlike the logic of the boss baby. Did we talk <laughs> about this movie? I think did, didn't we last time? Has it has, has it been? Uh, did we watch the Boss Baby? Well, I had already seen the Boss Baby, but did you watch? No, the Boss No, we watched baby? the Boss Baby the day before the Super Bowl, didn't we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we haven't been back on since you watched the Boss Baby. Right, Sarah, wife across the room. Uh, she's not listening to me. She's got her headphones on. I I don't know. We you know what? We'll we'll hold in case we did talk about it because it's just going to make me angry. Um yeah. That movie's. <laughs> so- Garbage. I'm just gonna say that outright. Complete hot garbage. You ha- you haven't come around on the boss baby? No, it's bad. It's really like, bad. It's offensively bad. Like <laughs> <laughs> like it's just not good. Um, 
Okay, so so Kong. Yeah, Kong was really good. No, Kong was the fucking. I've awesome. been playing a lot of Doom. Ah, right. On um on the Switch. And speaking of that, thank you. Um, hey, no ladies problem. and gentlemen, my brother loves me, and he got me Labo because I'm a big kid. <laughs> so La- Labo is on its way. Yep. In April, and I'm just gonna keep talking about La- Labo. Um, <laughs> I'm freaking psyched about that. It's gonna be cool. Um. Oh, did you see? Um, it comes at night. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Back did when you... back when it came out. Yeah. yeah I I really did. You like it? Yeah, I did. So I I did too. I like I like what was that A twenty four pictures is kind of yeah they're kind of like with Blumhouse is doing the you know loud jump scare horrific horror the justice that it needed for a long time. These guys are kind of doing the indie. You know they they add I think they they did um, it follows and the Babadooks U S release yeah and um, now this one. And, man, what I really like about it is I'm still questioning everything I saw. Right. Because, I mean, I don't know if, uh, again, spoiler alerts, if people listening to this haven't seen it, but I'm not sure the movie wants you to fully know when people are having a dream sequence and when they're not. Yeah, that is true. That is Um, true. And, like, a lot of the things, I mean, it's a lot of it is metaphor for, you know, okay, if you live your entire life in fear, do you actually live... And the kid always wants to be out, and do all these rules really matter? And is there even a disease? You know, all those all those questions come in. Yeah. Um, but man, who do you think opened the friggin' door? That's the yeah, thing. I still don't, I still Everything don't know. else, at least, I, I'm kind of okay with not having an explanation. But yeah. I mean, if the son was sleepwalking, the the yeah. Joel Edgerton's son, and got right. into him and took the keys. He would have noticed that and brought it up. Did Joel mm-hmm. Edgerton unlock the thing? Is it all just like a cat and mouse thing? I, I, you know what I mean? Did he want to get the, that family sick so he had a reason to off him? It's all very, very strange. It is. Um, I loved the shit out of it. Atmosphere-wise, the movie was just perfectly done. Very similar to The Witch. Right. In in Atmosphere. Um, yeah. I just, I'm, I'm questioning so many things. And, you know, the... The kid finally passing from the disease and getting to leave the house being metaphor mm-hmm. for you you know, you've escaped the it's just everything about it was was wacky. Yeah. But but I really liked it. I'm I'm surprised, um well I'm not surprised it didn't get more uh it didn't get more appreciation because movies like that normally don't. Well, it's relentlessly depressing and oh, also it's so it's, depressing. You know, it's children they... of men level depressing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they and they also did that thing where they, you know, in order to get people to go see it, they sold it like it was a more conventional apocalypse movie. And yeah. I think that, like, as soon instead as that, you ha- got, ha- instead you got a middle episode of The Walking Dead, <laughs> right? Well, so well, but 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 with no zombies, exactly. You know? So well, who knows? Got, and who knows? Actually, that that's the other cool thing I liked about it is there's obviously something else going on. Right. Something obviously attacks the dog. But yeah. we don't see it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And and I really, I really got to give that movie credit. It shows you nothing. So I'm mm-hmm. not really angry that it showed me nothing. It's better than it showing me a glimpse of something and then not giving me any of it. It literally leaves it up to what the hell is going on. And that's like you kind of said about Annihilation. Well, what's going on really isn't important. Yeah. It's, it's the interaction between these people. Well, right, but like in in Annihilation, what is going on is explicitly explained. You, That's you cool. could make a con- you could make a conventional sci-fi movie out of it. Yeah, it they just doesn't choose explain not shit. to. And it's the door, yeah. man. I need to watch it again to see if there's clues as to who opened that mm-hmm. fucking door. Because it's not the little kid. It's yeah. no way it's that little kid. Even though they found him sleepwalking and asleep in the other room, and he potentially made everyone sick. But then again, the movie never reveals if the kid was sick. They just have yeah. freaking Edgerton shoot a little fucking kid, and then they never yeah. tell you if he was sick or not. Well, it's it's le- well, he's not aiming at the kid either. No, he's, but he's aim- still, it's yeah. fucked. <laughs> it's it's got that whole other thing. No, it's the sun is it, it. The movie seems to lean the direction of that it's the sun that opened the door because he was sleepwalking and because he's being restless. And, yeah, I, and I agree. But where did he get the key? That is true. That's that's the thing that really, really 
because that, that's why I'm saying I think a lot of the dream sequences of the son are actually yeah. happening. They're just the things he's seeing aren't necessarily there. Right. But the physical is an actual is it, it, it's got this inception thing going on, yeah. right? Where you're like, OK, yeah. and, and I love that about it. I love that it's so damn ambiguous. It's not frustrating. It's just it makes me keep thinking about it. Kind of like I, I told you when I watched um, Lords of Salem. Yeah. My original reaction to Lords of Salem was, oh, shit, that didn't work. You know what I mean? And I, and I like I love Rob Zombie as a director because he's trying. You yeah. know what I mean? And he's not. Well, he almost fully succeeded with Devil's Rejects, but nothing's really fully stuck. But he keeps going, and I like that about him. You know, he's learning to be a director as he's making films and started out as a fan, and that's really cool. But Lords of Salem, why I still feel that at least, even though I don't feel the film fully worked, it's definitely the most effective movie he's made because I didn't stop thinking about it. You know what I mean? And, And that's the same kind of thing It Follows has going on is the movie... It just dug under my skin, and I don't even necessarily need answers to these things, but talking about them is super interesting. Right, yeah. Because it makes me appreciate how good the characters were written. You right. You know, like why, like, why exactly is the guy's initial reaction when the guy tries to break into his house to tie him to a tree? Like, I get the idea of leaving him outside, but there's, there's this unspoken, like, this is the punishment I deserve thing that is just never spoken about. Yeah. It's like... If you don't want to let infected people into your house, then don't leave a guy outside to get him infected. Just kill him. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, and, and what exactly is the thing that's coming at night? What does that title even mean? Like, mm. is that just the paranoia of Joel Edgerton? I, it you, seems to be well, the paranoia of everyone. Yeah. You know, is, Whatever is, it is, you know, it's, it's more effective at night. I, yeah. You, and, you and, only... how, and how did the dad get sick? How did the dad get sick and not infect everybody else? Mm. You know, all all of this stuff is is really bonkers. Yeah. You know, and that ending shot, the ending shot of the two of them just sleeping in it. You know, where it's like, yep, we're both infected now. Yeah, Have a nice we're day. We're yeah. screwed. Who's who's gonna shoot the other one? You know, right, it, yeah. it's very much like um, it's as if it's as if someone made the mist and took all the monsters up. Yeah. Yeah. It's just as bleak. Oh, it's just as bleak. Yeah. Um, no, I I really dug it. I it was it was good stuff. So um, I doubt we're gonna have another one of these. We'll probably record one of these right after the Oscars. And I know you've done your your Oscar shows and stuff, which I haven't listened to or watched yet. But um, do you do you have any uh, thoughts? Do we have any potential picks on how things might go? I, I have a well, couple of thoughts. Well, I mean, the Shape of Water is best picture. It, it's going. Yeah. To, to okay. Take so, it. so you you, that, you agree yeah. with me there? I yeah. I think I think I'd be happy with a few of them winning. I right. really would love to see Get Out, but I think they give Shape of Water, and I think they give Get Out screenplay. And I don't know what. Yeah, I think gonna, that can happen. I don't think I, think I don't know can. what's going to happen with director though. You know, like, it would I, be super cool to see Jordan Peele get director, but I don't. I mean, do they give it to you know the three billboards guy? Just to just to throw a bone to that, I don't know. Three 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 billboards is going to get its awards for winning uh, best actress and best supporting actor. Which it yeah okay because that makes because, sense. That makes well sense. because look I don't like three billboards, but you know the two people are I, I actually intensely dislike this movie. But I know uh, I know I haven't watched it yet, so that's <laughs> but 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 Sam Rockwell is very good in it because Sam Rockwell is very good in everything and uh, Julianne Moore uh, no. Fuck Julianne Moore, Jesus, I'm tired. Frances McDormand. Yeah, she's is, good in everything. <laughs> well, well, she's she's also good in anything, and, you know, the Academy has been waiting for her to do something close to playing Marge Gunderson again so they can give her another award. Yeah, I agree. And and so I think they will, and, you know, that's that's fine. You know, they the, I wish that they would both get it for other better things, but they'll, they'll get it for this, and fine. Uh, the thing that I keep going back to is... The I can I, I made a call for for best director in my my Oscar video, and I went with uh, that Shape of Water gets uh, picture, and uh, Jordan Peele gets director for uh, for Get Out, mainly because it's the it's the better st- the the story of him uh, of him winning is the is the story and right and, and get, get Out I mean the award is Jordan Peele's right I would love to see yeah. the movie win best picture. But knowing the way the Oscars have a tendency to work, 
it it means more to give it to him as director, especially yeah. with all these other, um, you know, uh, directors that have been up on that board a lot, you know, this yeah. year. That's and then shape. I mean, Shape of Water is Shape of Water and Get Out are the best pictures of the year. It doesn't matter to me which one of them wins. I love them both. I I love well, that they're both genre films. You know, yeah. that's even cooler. Well, there's there's also the issue of uh, Greta Gerwig is in a ton of the categories that they're in. She's in Best Picture. She's yes. in Best Director. She's in Best Screenplay, and I think Lady Bird is a terrific little movie. I, I, I think, love I think it's Lady Bird. I I thought, I, I thought it was great. It is. It's a it's a really good movie. It's <clears> like someone said, you know, there there you know, we never really did a girl Napoleon Dynamite, but what if we make a better movie than that? Oh, I mean, they made a way better movie than that. But you're right. Yeah. That is, I mean. You and I went to Catholic school, you know, yeah, and Lady right. Bird just it. I went to I was in I was in my senior year the same year these kids are in their senior year in this movie. This right. thing was fucking speaking to me, it even was. though even though it was a mother daughter movie. So I, I mean I can't fully just being a student and knowing some of the things they were going through, and it's great yeah. to see Laurie Metcalf always be so goddamn good. Yeah, she was right. I, it's it's just it's a sweet little movie. It it's it, it falls into the. Uh, I don't even know what category it falls into. It, it's I don't. It's not the best picture of the year, but it's a great. Movie. No, and, it's good. It's it's a uh, it's a good. It, it's kind of a sitcom, but it's a good movie. Now, Gearwig, did, did she write and direct? Uh, wrote and directed. Yes. Wrote, so so I mean that there you go. There's there's two toss up categories right there that she could easily take, and I think would be deserving if she took one. Yeah, I, 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 I'm again. I don't. Uh, I don't put a lot of stock into the the idea of the Oscar recommend the you know prediction thing but i did make predictions and i thought that uh it's that it was possible that you could see uh shape of water with picture and uh jordan peele with director and greta Gerwig gets screenplay so that Lady Bird can get a uh an award because i i feel like i think in this particular year it will not be a good look if the 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 only woman nominated in various certain categories doesn't you know, win walks any away empty-handed, and that's that's but, an uh, interest that's an interesting um, perspective too, being that you know you you've got you've got the three-way split right because you've got Del Toro, yeah. so you yep. you've you've got non-American, and then you've yep. got Jordan Peele non-white, and then you've yep. got Greta Gerwig, not man. Yeah, all so, three very important statements to make, and all very well deserving of winning in their respective categories. So that's that's yeah. bonkers. <laughs> yeah, I I think that Get Out, uh, you know, like now as as more awards have been given out, I'm leaning a little more towards Get Out can take uh, screenplay. You know, I I think that that's that's a good shot of it. But uh, you know, you never you never know what's going to happen. Other than it seems like Shape of Water is is going to is is going to do it. I agree because and they because they've been the 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 academy has been trying to give Del Toro uh, an Oscar for a long time, and you know this time he he finally made a movie that it while still being one of his movies very decidedly qualifies as an Oscar movie. Like yes, it's it's a you know a monster movie about fishman fucking, but it's also. Uh, you know, a 1950s set period piece about how sensitive artists and uh, the disabled and marginalized people will unite against the uh, the, the Western patriarchy that reminds uh, baby boomer academy voters of their dads. Exactly. So, you know, it, it's it's as close, th- like this is, I, I like the idea that you know, Guillermo del Toro basically finally made his Oscar bait movie and his Oscar bait movie is about fucking the creature from the Black Lagoon. It's it's just fantastic. So, I yeah. I love living in a world where that gentleman exists. Yeah, no, he's delightful. He's he's delightful, and uh, I want to see what he does next. And uh, you know, I well, I always want to see what he does next. Yeah, the the what the eighty things he has in the hopper that he could do next. Well, the thing Jesus. is, now that the shape of now that the shape of water was a big hit, Sh- shape of water was a big hit for a movie that is again an an R rated movie about a, a mute woman, you know, fucking the creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, let me and we won't pull, go pull. any further to blow the. I think we already did in the podcast. The awesome, awesome twist with her too was very cool. Yeah, that that is cool. I love that. Uh, That's so yeah. brilliantly handled, and people yeah. people dig too much into. And again, you know, I hear a lot of people that see it and they go, well, you know, 
for a movie being up for an Academy Award, you know, it was kind of predictable. Right. And I go, what part of it? You know, because the, the main story is doing a very specific thing, like you just said. It, it's trying to hit a very specific era, a very specific type of movie. But predictable in that the mute girl is going to fuck a fish and then also might be a fish person. You saw that yeah. one coming? Like, I, yeah. I don't... I, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I, yeah, it's pretty wild. I feel and, that uh, I feel that it's a very unpredictable movie in that respect. Yeah, it is, and it, and it's doing well, and you know the the critics were really into it, and it's a movie that audiences have like gone to see. It's yes. so, like this is a like this is a conversation piece. This is you know people not just us have seen this movie. People are you know going to work and saying it's like so hey so I, I saw the shape of water that was weird huh and uh, so so that is a thing going on. Very and, cool. Uh, yeah, so I think. Maybe like if he still wants to do it, fingers crossed. Uh, will where he might get a studio to finally say, "Okay, fine, you can have your R rating for uh, uh, the at the Mountains of Madness," which he's been trying to make for like twenty years. He has been trying to make that for twenty years, and I hope he gets to because there's nothing better. Yeah, than, no, me uh, too. There's nothing better than when he delves into that genre. Yeah, no, he, he's he's into that. And, you know, I've learned never to give up on things because, you know, speaking of things that were supposed to be, uh, you know, done with, we, we, we now have an official production still from the man who killed Don Quixote. Yep. And um, we won't say much more about it. I'm knocking on lots of wood because poor, <laughs> poor Terry Gilliam. Yeah, no, this 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 is this is actually happening. We have right uh, now. And so yeah. far, none of his actors have been mysteriously killed, and the sets have not blown away. No, nope. so, uh, John, Jonathan Price is uh, Don, is Don Quixote now, and uh, Adam Driver is uh, the, uh, the 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 well, he's in the Johnny Depp part. It's Kylo Ren. Okay. <laughs> All right. With that, it's getting late. We've done this for over an hour. Um, I was going to talk about Black Panther because I know you've seen it, but I haven't. So we'll leave that as a teaser that i'm going to be seeing it this weekend for my birthday awesome, um, awesome. and also I, I will say because we've talked about it on this podcast this past monday um was our father's birthday so happy birthday yep. to him um yep. wherever he may be um mm-hmm. and uh happy birthday to you this past yes. tuesday and i'm coming up on monday and this weekend i'm seeing black panther so next time we will talk about um what's becoming the phenomenon that is black panther yeah. So with with that, I'm gonna say goodnight to everyone. Um, Bob, um, as always, I'm Chris. I'm Bob. And thank you for coming along with us on the tangent. Have a great night. <laughs>